Today is August 5th, and the Yankees have buried the Red Sox. Four games in three days, four wins. Red Sox are now 16 games back in the loss column and fully out of the picture, out of sight, out of mind. We move on to bigger and better things. A lot of games to talk about, a lot of injuries to talk about. Let's talk Yanks. All right, what is up, everybody? Thank you for clicking play, hanging out with us today as we recap this weekend series that... <coughs> Oh, my God, I almost died. Oh, my God. You the Red Sox? Hey. <coughs> wow. Choked. Weekend series that was. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I got my co-host, Jake, coming to you from his apartment complex office space in Denver wearing a Money Manziel long sleeve shirt. Jake, how you doing? It's my go-to travel shirt. Uh, really get a lot of dumb looks when I wear it. I'm doing good, Jim. Uh, I'm doing good. It's, again, one, one of your phrases that I've stolen. It's funny how quickly baseball can move. We, we go from the four-game set with the Red Sox last week. Sky is falling. We go to the trade deadline. Sky is falling again. And here we are, man. Um, we, uh, I'll, I'll say it. We won the AL East. And... We have a couple more injuries because that's just how every series goes now, and it's unbelievable. But we're winning games. The next man up stuff is crazy. It's officially hit the part where it's just like nobody is willing to drop the ball. Nobody wants to be the guy that they're like, well, yeah, we've had all these injuries. Yeah, now Higgishioka is playing, and he's not good. Nope, Higgy's raking. Oh, here comes Vic Valera. If you didn't know we're calling Bravik Vic Valera yet, uh, catch the net. Vic Valera, yeah, do what you're doing, kid. Knock it around a little. So it's it's kind of unbelievable. It's it's going to be interesting to see how much of this season is now going to hinge on who's getting healthy, who's coming back, and how, how different is this team going to look in a couple weeks, in a couple months. But uh, times are good, man. I mean, what what's our record now, Jim? Like 72 and 39 or something? A lot to a Somebody. little. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't check that stuff. But someone, it was 69 a couple of days ago because there was a ton of nice jokes going on. Yeah, it is nice. So that's all I know. We won two since then, maybe. So maybe it's 71. 72 and 39 is, is what, we're, what I'm that's, saying. That's good, Jake. Eight games up on the Rays, 14 and a half on the Boston Red Sox. 12, 13, 14, 15. We have 16 series left. That's a lot. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to count out the amount of series left, and it was going to be like a smaller number, like, <laughs> like, like no, like 10. And I was like, only 10 yeah. left. It's still, six, it's still a lot there's of baseball. Still, to, there's still some baseball to be played, yeah. <laughs> a lot of baseball to go. Oh, man. But the next couple of weeks, Jake, it's Baltimore, Toronto, Baltimore, 
It's going to be uh, – I mean, if they – a lot of day games. If they take care of business, I know that uh, it comes off cocky and maybe you're p- putting foot in your mouth. But like you said, after this, uh, I'm, I'm not really too worried about the division. Things would have to go, like, plummet for me to start worrying about that. Yeah. It's about being healthy now, and that's our biggest foe. That's our biggest rivalry. It's not the Rays. It's not the Red Sox. It's their fucking health. I think if yeah. they counted how many fans got injured at games, I think it would be it would be up at an alarming rate as well. Okay, so you're including fan injuries. Broadcaster injuries. We've had two broadcasters go down this year. Jim, yeah, man, it's it's nuts. I, I don't know how we're going to do it. We might do it as a Patreon contest in some way. The new thing that's swirling through my mind is what is what is our postseason lineup going to look like? Trying to guess that is almost a near impossibility at this point. Um, the, the kind of names you can throw up and dig out is unbelievable at this point. But I did uh, one. Someone DM'd me somewhere, and I did it with him. But I was do I was doing it judging if everyone's healthy, right? And if everyone's healthy, there's some names that get left off that you're like, oh shit, I want to leave Mikey Talkman off. Gio Urshela. No, I had him on there. But I, I mean, it it starts getting crazy. I mean, who who'd you have off? Voight? No, Voight was on there. Edwin. He's on there. Lemayhew. <laughs> He's on there. Didi. What? He's on there. Glaber? Yep. Because then you're lying. Because now you have one too many people in the DH in the infield. <laughs> no, they can all be on the roster. What are you talking about? On the roster? I said line up. Line up. Oh, I did the 25-man okay. roster. Line up. Okay, Geo, 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 Geo would be rotating with, some, with, okay. with, um, with Edwin and Voight. You play the hot hand at that point. Whoever's hot. Yeah, and that's that's the other thing. That's what's going to be exciting too, Jim. And it's a little scary. It's it's in the back of Yankees fans' heads is that, you know, hopefully it's a good problem that we have all these guys healthy and it is it does become a who's hot because if someone goes cold for like the last series, you could be out for the ALDS. It's it's kind of unbelievable. Um we we've got a lot of work until we get there. For now, Jim, I think we can celebrate these four games a little bit. While also we have to do injuries and stuff, but Jim, tell us what beautiful, fine people are bringing us this episode. This sweep episode, this glorious four-game sweep of the Boston Red Sox episode is being brought to you by this this guy. What a, what a guy. A.J. Shiano. Mm. The best A.J. Shiano I know, hands down. Yeah, maybe related to Greg Shiano. All right, you get one guess and I get one guess, then we'll move on. I'm guessing um, Andrew Joseph. Aaron Judge Shiano. <laughs> oh, wow. Crazy. It's a baby. Andrew Mendez. Mendez. A Mindy. Josh McNeil, another Mick. Yeah, Jeff's, Jeff's brother. Wow. Drew Maurer? Drew Mayer. Mayer? Jeffrey's brother. Jeffrey Mayer. Big brother episode. Dan Mooney? I don't know too many Moonies, I'll be honest. Oh, you blew it. What about like... What about... Uh, Here Hank, we go. Hank Moody. A different name, so... <laughs> Dan LaTorraca. 
Dan LaTaraca. I think I've seen him on the interwebs. Who are these people, Jim? Our most recent Patreon sponsors. We thank them very much. They get a chance I think to win. I know that by now. You think you would? They get a chance to win two jerseys each month. I actually have to do the July winner. I'll do it tomorrow or Tuesday. I'll do the raffle. Someone will win. Uh, enter now for August. If you if you sign up now, you'll be part of the August and the August competition. You also get to join the live chat. Live chat had a question right there. How many days after the season till Cashman fires the conditioning staff? That was a question the live chat just asked. We'll get to that during the show or in the post game that we do with the live chat. We do a little end post game sometimes. Yeah, live access, video access, some some perks. You help us out. We appreciate it. Get your name shouted out. And that's about it. Go to patreon.com slash talking yanks. Jake, let's get into it. You want to burn right away? I know we got four games. You want to just Whoa, get the first? Jimmy. We, we got a lot of stuff. We're, injury report? Are we going to do that? I mean, the minor league talks? The kind, Injury reports kind of happen within the burn. Okay. We normally do it before for the past two and a half years, but I'll, I'm, I'm on you, Coach. I know, Wherever but the, the one thing that I see is that it takes us too long to get into the Yankees talk. Oh, people like it, babe. What's uh? I mean, the injuries happen during the games, right? Like voids. When are we? When are we going to do the twenty minutes on Clint's Instagram? No, I'm out. We're out. Okay. Can you believe he found like a rooftop right behind the Scranton Life sign? Why is there a Scranton Life sign in Scranton? It's an electric picture in the Electric City. I just, uh, I think if you took all the people that defend Clint and showed him those people, he'd be like, ah, man. Ooh, tough. All it's right. like when you go to a Jake Paul concert and Jake Paul's on stage and you're like, this is who you're playing for. Okay. This was talking, Clint. Let's get into the burns, then. Let's get into the burns. On your mark, get set, burn. Game one, Eduardo Rodriguez versus the Big Maple, eh? The big first-inning struggler, James Paxton, as we kick off a four-game set with Boston fighting for the lives. What accent was that? Top one like clockwork, James. J.D. McNugent Martinez with a two-run shot as Yankee fans pull their hair out. 2-0, top one. But, Jim, bottom one would be grand. The kid, the Venezuelan victor, Muchas Gracias from Caracas. Glaby, baby, grand salami. Yanks go from down two to up two with one swing. Four to two after one. Buckle up. Not really. Paxton would go six innings pitch, two run ball, and like two guys wearing fedoras at the bar, nobody would score the rest of the night. Paxton to Canely to Britton to Chapman. Yanks have the fortitude to win. Fortitude. Fortitude. Hey, you like that uh, gracias from Caracas or, or whatever. Yeah, I had a couple people that liked that. I like it. Say it again for me. Muchas gracias from Caracas. Doesn't even rhyme really, but. But you say from Caracas. Caracas. Muchas gracias from Caracas. Oh, yeah, you, make any, you can make anything rhyme. You ever see that Ooh. Eminem interview? You can make anything rhyme. Orange door hinge. <laughs> like, yeah, Eminem. Anyone can fucking do that. That's good. <laughs> it's like a direct quote. It's like, they say you can't rhyme anything with orange. Well, about door hinge. <laughs> it's good. Not everyone could do that, man. <laughs> oh, good job, Em. Oh, okay. 
man, game one feels like forever ago. And it, you know why it feels like forever ago? Because all the runs happened in the first inning. Yeah. But we do talk about Paxton a little bit. The first strikeout and then strikeout. And you're like, damn, all right, we got good Paxton. This is going to be yeah. different. And then, and then, like, two, what, what, he had two strikes on Bogarts. How did Bogarts get on walk? And then he walked him, yeah. And then a home run, and it's like, damn it. But from there on out, he was good. Six innings pitched, two earned runs. That's good. He looked like really good. And Glaber hit the grand slam at the perfect time. Uh, that's, uh, you know, baseball is a game of momentum, and like the way it's woven is important. And I think that if he doesn't, and if it festers at two nothing Red Sox for like four innings, five innings, I think we have a different feel. The whole game feels different. I think Paxton might pitch different. Who knows? But that right away, just bam, grand slam, get the lead back. Okay, Pax, get to work. Beautiful. Yeah, and I, th- I think part of what you're saying is, uh, I mean, Paxton was electric the first two batters. He was he was hitting ninety seven, ninety eight, easy. Uh, that cutter was moving like nuts. That cutter looked like a slider, except it was going 97. Uh, so it it definitely felt like, okay, we did the first inning Paxton. We know this song and dance. He still looked okay. And then when Glaber hit that, it was like, all right. I mean, party on. And and that's kind of what happened. The bats shut it down a little bit. But you, when you have the lead, you could do that, Jim. Hot take. You love hot takes. Hot take Jake, they say. Hot take Jake. Anything else happen? What did we do bullpen-wise here? This game feels like forever ago, to be honest. Bullpen-wise, we went uh, Paxton to Canely, who Canely had a nice showing. Gave up a hit, but also had the strikeout. Britton, and then Chappie. Eight eight pitches from Britton, nine pitches from Chappie. And Chapman looked good? Yeah. This was the slider to Benintendi game? Yes. That slider was awesome. It's a nice slider. Very nice slider. Yeah, this was a good game. Good way to start the series. It was kind of um, a weird game how it just went scoreless forever. But, hey, Pax, that's what, like, that's a playoff game. They're not really a good team, playoff team, but you hand it to the bullpen and you get, they shut it down. Good stuff. Yeah, there's really there's not a ton to say. Um all right, let's move yeah. on. Let's do game two. No one got hurt, right. too, right? Everyone got no hurt during got the next game. No one got hurt this game. What well, was the best day of the series? Yeah. Wow, you wouldn't think it. Yeah. Like, we walked away from that with no negatives. Bummer. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying best day. One day has two wins. The other day, we yeah, but there was no negatives. No, no yeah, negatives. It's one way to look at it, that yeah. for sure. All right, game one of the doubleheader, one a one o'clock start. Jake Domingo versus Sale, a rematch from Boston. Here we go. On your mark, get set, burn. Game one of the doubleheader, Domingo on Sabato, Herman for the pinstripes as Chris tries to stop the Red Sox season from sailing away. Whackity schmackity do. Anyways, Susan, bottom one, whatever you call him, Jim, the machine, TJ26, the sail killer, LeMayhew tips it off with a leadoff homer, but Benny Biceps would match it for the Sox the next inning. We're tied at ones. 
We jumped bottom four, and oh my, there's been a murder in Savannah. Vic Valera RBI single, of course. I hate Brett Gardner, two RBI single. The Machine, DJ26, retweet the sale killer. Does it again, three run home run, call Enos, cause it's a slaughter. Meanwhile, Domingo was great. Seven innings pitch, two earned runs, seven Ks. The pinstripe parrot had a couple RBI singles for funsies late. Domingo to holder, that's it. Yanks win 9-2. What, oh, damn it. I was going to try and do the sailing away. Eric Cartman does a version of it. That makes me laugh every time. And sailing, sailing away. Yeah. Anyway, Chris Sale and DJ LeMayhew. I said on the pregame show, go uh, yeah. subscribe to that. It's on all the iTunes apps. It's a lot of fun. I said, Judge monikered him the sale killer. Now it's like this thing. Okay, is Sale pissed about this? Was it bulletin board material? We know DJ could care less. So what's going to happen? Like, you know, I don't want it to be another thing where, like, you know, it doesn't come true and then the Red Sox are now mocking us. Nope. He's the fucking Sale killer. Two home runs. It's insane. It's too easy. It's way too easy. It's too easy. Yeah, it's... uh. It definitely, you're right. That game was kind of a fight or flight moment for the LeMayhew Sale stuff. Like, if Sale had, you know, got him out a couple times, it would have just been like, oh, yeah, LeMayhew had a good game. Yanks talked a little bit, whatever. Now, after today, it's like, yo, Sale, (laughs) guy owns you, bro. (laughs) Sucks. Um, LeMayhew's awesome. So awesome. He's so awesome. Keep him healthy. And and this was this was this was the this ejection was. game, and the yeah. umpire was brutal. Yeah, it was so bad. There were some calls that were so bad, but in the end, Sale and Jack Curry said this on the post game show, and in the end, Sale like you faced Higashioka and Valera; those were the two guys you had to get out, and and not for you, you just needed to get one of them out. Uh, yeah, and I I know the Vic Valera and Higashioka. I mean, yeah, those are tough names. I mean, Brett Gardner. And if you're Chris Sale, like, that's a guy you have to get out. Uh, Brett Gardner came into this weekend hitting 200 versus lefties. You're supposed to be one of the premier lefty starters in the game. You give up a two-RBI single to him. Uh, just just became completely unhinged. And he uh, he can't beat the Yankees. Four earned runs or more in every start. Eight earned runs. This was, uh, dude, the 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 um, Red Sox kind of buried themselves this game. It was kind of a pathetic showing. I don't like, like, straight, like, shit talk. I think it's pretty unimaginative and boring. Right. But what, like, Cora planning to argue with the umpire, like going out for the mound visit and not saying anything, just saying, wait for me. He's, you know, the old, like, let me know when he's here. And then he turns around and argues with him. A lot of managers do that, but not a lot of managers say it in their post game as a sense of pride. Right. He was like, "Yeah, uh, didn't say a thing to have my guys. Just uh, let me know when he comes, so I can let him know what I think of it." And he was like, "That's what like your sense of pride is walking away from this game that you plant a yell at an umpire, and then yeah. Sale completely pinned it on the umpire, 
and then they had their closed door meeting and you said in the pregame show you, you got a list of boxes what happens when things are going terrible and you check them off like okay manager gets ejected to try and like pump up team check players like get ejected and blame pass blame check closed door player only meeting check and uh then they come out for game two and it's kind of what i was saying a while ago when the yankees were in fenway like just compete just come out and compete yeah it did for a little bit but they just buried themselves they uh and Again, I, I if if a Red Sox fan was tuned into this, they they'd probably be saying right now, "Oh, real Yankees podcast just burying the Sox." Uh, the other thing that's overlying in this that we talk about a lot, the Yankees are really good, man. Uh, what, whether you want to point to magic with some of the Geos and Mabins and stuff, these guys keep churning it out. They keep putting up tough at bats, and they they've been giving themselves. I, I mean, the, the similarities to last year's Red Sox team aren't that far off, especially when we're a year out from last year's Boston Massacre or New York Massacre, however you want to label it. I think this year is now the Boston Massacre. I don't know. It's in New York. That gets tricky for me. Uh, the, the Yanks did a lot of good, too, but the Red Sox... I, I mean, let's be honest. The Red Sox kind of ended... Didn't, didn't they just get swept by Tampa? Are they 0-7 this week? I think they no, they're oh and eight. They've lost eight games in seven days now. So uh, yeah, I mean the the Red Sox. I think when they knew when they lost that Sunday game to the Yankees, and then they start losing to Tampa, they kind of knew that they were going to need a miracle this week. Either someone stepping up, having a big performance. It didn't happen, and then, I, I mean, one of the wheels got loose on the rickshaw, and it was over. Yeah. Domingo Herman had a great outing. Domingo yes. Herman, Domingo Herman, and the bats came together and allowed the only bullpen guy to be used was Jonathan Holder for two innings, who threw two hitless innings. Three strikeouts. I Jonathan mean, that's, Holder. That's how you know you're dead and buried. No one, the Red no Sox one runs are, since getting called back up. The Red Sox are the team that usually crushes Holder, too. Like, even when he was good, the Red Sox always had his number. So, they're brutal. What happened game two, Jake? Let's go to game two of the day. Game three of the series. Love doubleheaders. The Yankees love doubleheaders. I was excited for this one. You ready? Yeah, I think I'm ready. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Brian Boring named Johnson versus the opener. Chad Critters Green as the Yankees try to stay undefeated in opener games this year. Playoffs, question mark? And begin to pour the gasoline on the casket. Devers and Devers on a two-run homer to kick off the scoring. But GT, not talking Georgia Tech, McDonough. Glaber Torres hits another solo shot, followed by Killa Cam, Killa Who. Two RBI double for Cameron Maben. It's 3-2 Yanks. Jim, a little seesaw action in this one as the Sox jump back on top with a Betts two, B- two RBI single. What a ripper. 4-3 Sox, but mama, there goes that man again. It takes two to make things go right in the doubleheader. Glaber Torres, his second yabo of the game. We are locked up at fours until let's give them something to talk about. Mikey T with the two RBI single. Jim, the four horsemen hold as the Yanks go. Chad to Nestor to Chance to Vino to Canely to Britton to Chapman. Yanks win game two, 6-4 final. 
Ooh, Brian Johnson does have a boring name. It's just boring. Your name's Brian Johnson, dude? <laughs> We've got Bravik Valera over here. They Vicky should swap v. names. They need to each trade a name. Okay, so Brian Valera and Bravik Johnson? Yes. Yeah, that's, those are that that improves both names to be They honest. both need to trade names. They they need to negotiate that. Okay. Which one would you want? Would you want Brian Valera or Bravik Johnson? Brian Valera is a pretty solid baseball name. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Should we just start calling Bravik Brian Valera? Is that so rude? No, Vic Valera is awesome. Yeah, Vic Valera is a great name. Okay. They take the early lead off Nestor, who didn't look that great this game. The, Nestor only went uh, two innings. Uh, actually, he, he went two innings. He, they wanted Nestor to go longer than two innings. They didn't want to have to use Chance here because they knew yeah. they had the four horsemen, right? So they wanted Chad and Nestor to combine for five innings. But Nestor was getting smacked around. Yeah, and Chance was the 26th man, so they bring Chance in. Chance Adams isn't that good. I don't like being mean to Chance, but he's just not good. Yeah. Uh, he goes two innings pitch, three hits, two earned runs, which is not good, but it was fine because the offense comes alive, and then the four horsemen shut it down in a nice close game. Like, it was 4-4 four yeah. to four in the seventh inning, and Talkman comes through with the big hit. Talkman comes through with the big hit. After after Urshela walks. Yeah, Jimmy, and I, I know this is something that you've you've been hammering home on the Internet. I mean, just l look at a lot of the names and like Mike, Mike Talkman is actually having a great year and he's a good ball player, but he he still has a little bit of the name effect. Bravik Valera, uh, the game before that, Jonathan Holder got sent down. Uh, Higashioka, wherever we met and hit, mention him, Brian Bravik Valera. Uh, Urshela, again, he's a god now, but uh, I think you've been hammering at home. Chance, Adam, Nestor Cortez. The Yankees basically have two teams better than the Red Sox this year. Well, hey, people are saying, like, you know, it's a straight flip last year's Red Sox and this year's Yankees. It's not. Last year's Red Sox, and this isn't uh, a diss, every star player played to their best ability. That is not what this Yankees team is. No. Not a, even close. This Yankees team is every replacement player plays to his best abilities. But for to like balance that, like it's really a testament to Boone and, and Cashman as much as it is the players. It's yeah. easy to manage when you just have every player be healthy and play to their best, or like all your studs. And it's blowing my mind that the Yankees, the Red Sox are fully healthy. Like, if you're a Red Sox fan, and that's why I keep tweeting it out, like, the names that are beating you and you're fully healthy, but just, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah, and it's, uh... Like, it Higgy is, it comes in and gets a hit, Ford comes in and gets it. Like, what's going on? It, it's, it is funny when you really break it down, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm saying how good of a ball player Mike Talkman is. You know who also is good? Giancarlo Stanton, you know, in his 38 homers and 100 RBI last year. So, yeah, I mean, we, we are getting a lot of the lemons we're squeezing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when, when you look at it and the Red Sox who, again, they're, they're fighting for the wild card. They're fighting for their season a bit. Yes, this is at Yankee Stadium, and, and the Yankees are a good team. But, 
I, I mean, they, they didn't have it, and they had the opportunities. I mean, you know, not not to jump to game four too quickly, but, I mean, we, we were going hap to Sessa no matter what happened. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Red Sox had, I mean, a little bit of opportunity, and they were just never able to get it this whole series. Yeah. Well, I'll go back to this game. Yeah. Adam Adovino, he, he lets, uh, what do you, single – then fly ball, then strike out, then he walked. So he has two on. Mookie bets up in a tie game. Big moment. Gets a fly ball. Nice slider that Mookie kind of just popped up. You had a tweet. You noticed something where you were like, people just take his fastball because they're scared of it being the slider. Yeah. I, I want to say the it was it might have been the 2-0 pitch in that at bat or the at bat before. but And he, he's got a good fastball. It's got some nice movement on it. And it just feels like... People are just sitting on the frisbee and almost playing wiffle ball because the the metrics say throw that slider whenever you can. Uh, but yeah, I think he threw a two zero or a two one fastball to Mookie that was right down Broadway, and Mookie like took it and was clearly leaning over looking for the frisbee. So uh, yeah, I think I think that's going to be interesting in the development because Adovino, man, do you remember where we were with him in April? We were like pitch him against everyone. Now, if a good lefty comes up, like we want to go to Canely, which Canely has been amazing against lefties. Yeah, I think it's a testament to Canely. I'm still fine with Adovino. Yeah, but I, it's not where we were in April. When he came out and he was pushing, he was our go-to guy in every situation. If if there was a jam, if we needed an out in the sixth, if we needed an out in the eighth, if we needed a backup closer to start the season, it was like Adovino. We want that guy. Then he... he I wouldn't say struggles, but he he's just come back a little bit. Um, I, Canely has my trust over out of you know, right? And I I think that's a big part of it too. But I I think it's just funny that like I don't know for a month month and a half there, Adovino would come in and you know it wasn't like yeah this is his inning. It was kind of like yeah Adovino he'll he's got a couple righties up. If we get to this lefty who's up fourth, we will go to Canely. And that, that's just a very different attitude than where we were at with him. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe maybe a little Jakey what to watch for if he starts working in that heater a little more. Yeah, Tommy Canely's awesome. Love watching him work to lefties. High fastball, low change. It's so awesome. It's uh it's great. He the changeup is unbelievable at times. I I heard some rumors about him doing some naked stuff in the clubhouse this weekend. I I I won't deep dive into that. Well, no, what were I, the rumors? I didn't hear these. Where'd you hear them? I've got sources, man. What were we doing? Uh, there was some Tommy Canely, just uh, Johnny Damon type rumors. A lot of nudity. I don't doubt it. Did you? I was yeah. watching some Yes Network and they're. <laughs> Talking about Sparky Lyle, sure. and he was he was like the prankster in the clubhouse reliever. So same as Canley. They one of the things in the thing they're like, yeah, no one ever got to eat their birthday cake that year. Uh, Sparky liked sitting in the cakes. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> and I was picturing it, and they yeah. want you to picture him doing it with like pants on. And there's no. no way Sparky Lyle was sitting in cakes with pants on. Sparky ass cake, Lyles. Yeah, it's like one of the on the yes doc yes Yankeeography. Sparky Lyle like sitting on cakes. <laughs> Definitely had a meeting. Like, how are we going to tackle the whole Sparky Lyle putting his ass and balls in everyone's birthday cake? <laughs> so that's what Canley's doing. You're saying? 
Uh, there was no cake involved from what I know. Um, but I'm so interested. Jim, I hate to go back to negative town because we, we said we were going to talk about this along the way. We're, we've kind of, t- well, I guess in this day, yeah, it was we this had day. two significant injuries. Yeah. I did want to say that uh, Britain looked bad but got out of it, and then Chapman looked good again. Two games yeah. in a row, Chapman looked good. Pumping gas, baby. Oh, 102. Starts off August good because he was bad in yeah. July. But, yeah. Edward Encarnacion takes a ball to the wrist, just like Judge last year. Yeah. Uh, breaks his wrist. He's going to be out a while. And then Hicks. Devastating injury from Hicks. We think. And I want to explain to everyone that doesn't like pay attention to every press conference and news and how it's being right. reported. Because now I'm hearing people saying, like, Yankees set a three-week timetable for Edwin. That's not realistic at all. They did not. They did not. They said three to five weeks, which means five weeks. I mean, you just got to know that. And Edwin said, I'm going to try to come back by three, which he's the player, so he's going to do that. So don't expect three weeks. Don't act like the Yankees said three weeks because they didn't. I see a lot of pushback already. Like, how crazy is it that they think we're going to believe that he comes back in three weeks? They didn't say that. No one has said that. He will not be back in three weeks. It would be miraculous. Yeah, that's uh, that's not happening. Uh, we'll see. Like you said, it was it. They were doing the replays. It is eerily similar to the Judge injury. Wrist is tough for a hitter. We'll we'll see Edwin when we see him. Uh, it'll be tough. You, if he does get back, you hope, you hope he could get back with some time in September to get a couple at bats in. Because even if you're healthy for October one, that's almost an impossible ask to just jump into playoff baseball after a wrist injury and be ready to play. So that's kind of Edwin's deal. Jimmy Hicksy. Mm-hmm. We're we're. Clearly expecting the worst. What what did the Yankees say it was? What did they list it as? So first, so Hicks came out. He he made a play in center field where he threw to third base to keep the runner at second in the close game of game two. He unleashed it. And then non-contact injury, so and arm and elbow, so really bad. Boone's press conference was basically a funeral. And I think Boone's worn down with the injuries because, like, the next one after Glaber and, and Gio was even, like, more – Funeral ask, and uh, they asked, you know, what's he look like? Well, we send him to the doctor. It looks like an injury. Screams Tommy John to me. Then they come back and they say flexor strain, but they say the ligament has not been damaged at all. Now, the way I interpreted Boone's press conference was it's good that the ligament hasn't been damaged at all, but it in no way secures, like, anything positive. Right. Like it very much can still be Tommy John's needed or something drastic's needed. But everyone that I heard, Susan and John and then ESPN, they were like, oh, they got good news about Hicks. And I was like, where'd you hear that from? Yeah. What do you, that's what everyone, oh, at least the Hicks news is good. It's not. We don't know what it is. And we still don't know if Voight's getting surgery or not. Well, I guess the good news would be going from definitely Tommy John to not definitely Tommy John. 
Yeah, but that it was never be, definitely Tommy John. Thing. It was just like we thought. I still think right. It was it my, was the main assumption, and now we've come off from that a little bit. Yeah, my odds probably went from um, eighty to sixty-five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll because we'll like see. that's with Montgomery. It was the same exact thing. Flexor strain. Oh, I think I'll be back. I think I'll be back. Bam, shut down. Yeah, and that's uh, that's going to be the interesting juggle because whatever. Whatever it is probably needs something, <laughs> and I think the debate, and it'll be interesting, Aaron Hicks got paid, paid. He, he got that contract. Uh, I wonder if it, if it comes to a decision. Like, he, he gets the choice. Um, I, I don't know. We'll, we, we have to get more info on it. Like, like you said, I mean, right now we're guessing. Could be Tommy John. Could be <laughs> sore elbow. We'll, we'll know more soon. It's uh again it's just kind of unbelievable that it, it, everything like you said Friday night you said was the best day cuz there was no negative news every day it's like oh hey we we won another game hell we won two games oh we also just lost two of our top 4 hitters yeah yeah so just to remind everyone Jordan Montgomery gets pulled in the Houston game in 2018 they said his elbow then they said, oh, it's, it's not that bad. It's just a strain. Ligament's fine. They put him on the DL with an elbow strain. And like a week later, they're like, it's bad. We got to do Tommy John. Yeah. I'm fully expecting that. Like I, I, that is, if you had to put at like 51% which way, I would expect Hicks has to get Tommy John still. I don't, yeah. That's why I was shocked. People were like, we got good news. Like, what do you mean? We've done this before. Yeah, I think the lean is that way. I just say the only difference between those two examples is the the hitter and hitter pitcher dynamic. Monty would have to be pitching throughout the season. Hicksy, uh, I mean, you could do some funny stuff. Does he play like Johnny Damon? Does he not let his arm rip? Uh, does he let it rip and he can play through it, uh, or does he just have to get the surgery? We'll we'll find out this week probably. Yeah, we have so much up in the air because, like, Voight, they think he's going to be able to play through it, too. But, like, he doesn't know. And now we have Glaber. Isn't, isn't, isn't that absolutely insane that Voight, Voight and Hicks could, could be these, like, light injuries? Yeah, we'll, we'll see in a, in a week or two. Or they could be out for the season, starting first baseman, starting center fielder. Again, two, two top four guys in our lineup. Never mind Edwin, the DH. So, Yeah. Yeah, my brain, but don't be like me. Right. In my brain, Voight's coming back. Hicks is done. Okay. I mean, I, that's not, I don't have any inside knowledge or anything. I'm just like, that's, that's where my brain's at. Yeah. So let's go to game four. Can we game get the sweep? Then. Can we bury yeah. the socks? All-time oh punt God, game? Oh, my God, burial, bro. All-time punt game. You see the Yankees' Twitter said, like, very nice game. They get in on the burying jokes. I see that. Look at that. Yeah. Wait, would you look at this? Oh, would you look at these? All right, here we go. Game four. On your mark. Gets it. Burn. Jay Happ versus David Price on a somber Sunday as the Yanks prepare for a funeral in the Bronx. Bottom first, and it truly would be judgment day as Aaron goes oppo taco in the first. One-nothing Yanks. Bottom three, 
And I'm in love with Urshela, his glove and his bat. He's been killing it. Two run shot bomb. Three nothing. We just met you. This is crazy. RBI double. Cameron Mabin, four nothing. Built for tough as Mike hits an RBI single. Five nothing. And talk dirty to me as Mike Talkman delivers the two RBI single along with the eulogy with a literally priceless start from David. 2.27 earned runs. Rest in peace, in peace. The Red Sox try to come back to life, but like Frankenstein, they just end up ugly and dead. Hap to Sessa to The Undertaker, Chad Green. Yanks sweep the dirt on the casket, sweep the series, and win this one 7-4 final. How sweet it is to be loved by Talkman. Mike Talkman. By Mike Talkman. Yeah, man. I mean, you're the Red Sox. Like salvage the series. Then you see their lineup, and they're like, okay, it's Hap to Sessa. Ford at first. Higgy behind the dish. Judge is DHing. Uh, it was the you biggest right. punt I mean, You almost had to have Bravik Valera in there just just to kind of be a dick punch. Yeah. Should have. Yeah. That it was should've. a mistake by Boone. Still would have won, man. Yeah. I mean, the rally was awesome. <laughs> like, all those guys got hits. Ford got a hit. Stadium was rocking, man. Talkman got great. a hit. Stadium's rocking. Rocking. And they're, like, they're just looking around, like. Cora looks so defeated. Oh, Jimmy, know what the final box they need to check? All right, I was, maybe I'll tweet this out tomorrow. The 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 official our team season is is going into the shitter checklist. You know, players in uh, – Players and manager getting ejected for no reason, trying to spark the team. Players only meeting. They check that box. I think the last box we're looking at is like an an actual internal team fight or like maybe someone saying the actual bullpen sucks or something like that. That's that's the only checkbox we're missing from this sock season being over for them. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it was just – it was done. It, it was done. It was – you know, we obviously were are mocking the it's a funeral a little bit because that's a pretty high school move. Um, was there a part of me that wanted Brett Gardner to dress as like an undertaker? Absolutely. But I knew I wasn't getting that. Man, David Price in the Bronx with how this series was going. I mean, this was a predetermined game. It was to say that again. It cut out for one second. It was a predetermined game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was happy with the way Hap looked for a while. I mean, in one at-bat, his outing went from six innings pitch, two earned runs, to five innings pitch, four earned runs. And those can't be – or six innings pitch to 5.2 innings pitch. Those can't be any different of lines, Jake. Like, one is such a good start for, for Hap right now, and the other is just like, bleh. Yeah, and I, I think people people will be mad that I'll defend Hap a little bit just because, again, there's some people out there that need to be shitting on someone at the Yankees at all times. This is going to sound ridiculous to a lot of people. Hap is throwing the ball better. His his fastball changeup looks a lot better. Like you said, not only was he an out away from a nice quality start, he was a foul tip away. If, if Higgy squeezes that, not that I'm actually blaming Higgy, 
Uh, but if Higgy squeezes that, it's six innings pitched, two earned runs. Uh, and he just looks solid out there. He kind of looked like boring Hap outside of the two solo dolos. Um, but, I mean, even the, the Minnesota game, he got rocked in. He was actually kind of getting squeezed that game, and that stadium times getting squeezed, Hap was screwed. Um, not that that's a full excuse. Arizona, he looked solid, and his couple starts before that, I mean, there were only five innings, but he was doing his job. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, The results aren't there. If, if I had to bet on being more confident – with Jay Happ going forward this season, I would I would bet on it. Still not playoff level confidence, but I there was a time there where we weren't sure what Jay Happ was going to be able to give us this year. Now it looks like he's at least going to go out there and fight for five six innings. Yeah, I don't know what his role is moving forward. He's definitely not on my playoff rotation or roster. Maybe roster yeah. coming out of the pen or something. I don't know, but I don't know. Dude, the, that that third inning, Aaron Judge walks. There's two outs. There was two outs during all this? It's a two-out <laughs> rally. Jesus. Yeah. Gio Rochella homers. Brett Gardner doubles. Cameron Mabin doubles. Mike Ford singles. Kyle Higoshioka doubles. Mike Talkman singles. Glaber Torres walks. Mike That's Ford, Kyle, straight, Cameron, Gardy. Six straight hits, Jim. Dude, Geo, Gardy, Cameron Mabin, Mike Ford, Kyle Gashioka, Mike Talkman. One, two, three, four, five, six guys in a row who were yeah. not supposed to be getting every day at bats on this Yankees team. Geo Urshela batting cleanup. Six. Not supposed to be getting every day at bats. Gio Urshela basically got kicked out of Toronto and Cleveland because he couldn't hit, and now he's hitting cleanup for the New York Yankees. And by the way, he hit a fucking bomb. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a that was crazy. Judge's home run was a bomb in this game. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was it was a Judgean shot. Good height on it, Apo Taco. Second section though, that's a bomb. It's nice. Crazy. And Sessa, dude, looked good. Your guy. Somehow. I, yo, he's uh, looked good. Like, now it's getting more impressive, right? I, I know we don't want to fall for it, and I, I won't, but isn't it getting more and more impressive? He looks good. His ERA on the season is down to 374. I mean, like, I'll, I'll never be able to trust him. I, I am a. Uh, you know, I'm a boyfriend whose heart has been broken one too many times. I will never be able to trust him. Let me do it, some math. I, I, me, do some math with me, real quick. Okay, let's do some math. This tw- this usually tw- ends well for us. Tw- twenty-two plus two point one, twenty-four point one. We'll call that twenty-four point one. All right, and then this is dumb. Three plus zero. I'm going three. You going three there? Yeah. So innings pitch twenty one point one. Is that what we had? Not even close. Twenty four point one. Okay. <laughs> Are you saying so, he's given up three runs in twenty four point one innings? Is that what we're dancing around here? Yeah, he has a yeah he has a one point one two ERA in his last nine games. It's insane. I mean the I'm saying uh, like Sessa's stretch is like getting like weirdly good, like impressive, and that's uh. 
I mean, it's insane, man. I, I can't. I can't. I was about to go on this whole speech about Brian Cashman and believing in this team, blah, 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 and it would have been hiding some of my feelings from the trade deadline still. Um, I mean, Louis says I, I don't know if he's going to end up getting a ward, but this this guy is he's cockroaches. He's he's survived everything and he's like dealing now. I can't believe it. I'm looking at his game log now, Jake. He's got two stinkers. Yeah. I think if you take the two stinkers out, he's got 26 like so- solid appearances. Okay, how many? He's got 29 appearances now. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen of twenty-nine are scoreless. But then he's got a couple with and then he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, only one run. So that's twenty-six of twenty-eight. Of twenty-six of twenty-nine, less than one run or less. Big talking math segment today. You could fucking finagle Sessa's season to say he hasn't been that yeah. bad. And all our Diamondback listeners, you could have had him for Robbie Ray. <laughs> oh, man. Nine games, 1.2 ERA or something like that. You could have had Sessa on the bump with Clint Frazier in right field tonight, Arizona, but no. Okay. Glaber Torres' dad just tweeted something. Okay. And it translates to... After tonight's scare, GT is leaving the hospital and everything is fine. The bus awaits and they go straight to Baltimore. Hell yes. Hell yes. You, he, Are he you had... and Glaber's dad cool? Didn't you guys have beef? Why don't you butt out? Did Joe smooth that over? Aren't, aren't him and Joe's friends now? Yeah, yeah, Glaber's dad, he it was after it was a year ago today. It was during the Boston Massacre. Wow. He slid into my DMs. Let me see if they're still up. He came at me in all Spanish, which was tough. That's tough. Because I don't know how to read Spanish. And then after the initial one, yeah, it was August 3rd last year. We ended on a really good note. His last things to me are all thumbs up, thumbs up, pray, 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 fire. Okay. Yeah. Basically friends. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's interested, let me get the Google Translate out, which is what... And, Jake, I didn't know that it was Glaber's dad that DM'd me. I just thought it was a, a, a follower that spoke Spanish. Right. So I was talking to him very much like it wasn't his dad, which may have like right. led credence to like my gumption. He said, it is easy to criticize when the game is not thoroughly known unless if you have never played... That rolling was difficult to make the out. If he took it, it could avoid the race is the only thing, but that is not the difference of the game. I think it was, there was a bad play that Glaber made, and I was like, come on, Glaber. It was riveting. <laughs> <laughs> riveting stuff. <laughs> but anyway, we're friends now, and that's, gr- that's great that's news on Glaber. Huge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Glaber can't get hurt. That's what uh, Judge said in his post game. He's like, uh, "GT's a pretty tough kid. I expect him to be with us in Baltimore." Yeah, maybe he had some gas. Maybe he was pregnant. I would lean the first. Yeah, 
if those are the options. He is a special kid, though. Special kid. Special kid. You got anything more in game four on the games in general? How about Geo taking both shots to legs? Dude, that was unbelievable. I, I tweeted it out. I, I yelled, Jesus Christ. I, I really did. It was unbelievable. If you didn't see it, Gio follow, follows the ball off his one leg, and it was ugly. His leg was planted, so there was no, like, release. So he hops around for a minute. Dono comes out. They do the whole song and dance. They take a while. Everyone checks back in. All right, let's run it back. Fouls off the same pitch. It was a different leg in a really bad sec- section. If if any of you remember the Jermaine die, like, broken leg, uh, it was like it looked like that. He's hopping around again. It's all, dude. It 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 looked like an SNL skit for a second. Like I, if it was an SNL skit, the next pitch he like fouls straight into his face and like breaks his nose. And it it was it was a step away from that. So it, it was unbelievable. He got he got a really big applause, which was awesome. Ends up grounding out, but uh, uh that that was just it was unbelievable. It was like. That moment, I'll tell you what, Jim, that moment bought me about a week from shitting on the training staff because just seeing that, you're like, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't believe he stayed in. I can't believe Boone let him stay in. I'm guessing if they didn't know something was up with Glaber, they would have taken Gio out and just said, like, yo, just chill out for a little bit. But then Glaber had his stuff going on and just trying to pass gas real bad and couldn't. Or pregnant. So is, or pregnant, so they send him to the hospital to deliver whatever was inside of him. Yeah. And now he's good to go, per yeah. source, his father. Good for Glazer. Well, it's ready for the bus. Um, I don't know, Jim. I, I just think now now would be a, a good time. A, a year ago today, I know I was in Boston. It was like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., we were podcasting. We were we were in a sad, sad place. And uh, what what a different a year makes. Uh, so corny, Jake. That's cool. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm just really excited. It's I mean the Red Sox, like you mentioned, um, and maybe maybe some of our listeners will take this. And this isn't us being like peacocks or anything. Like n- know all that like all the free real estate and that shit. I've been cussing a lot. I guess I'm running hot tonight, huh? Yeah, the Red Sox. Cusser. The Red Sox are gone. Like, do not engage. They are no longer a part of our season. So, like, it's it's not even worth it. Don't don't get into the debates. Don't don't do anything. They are gone. Let's yeah. let's go out. Figure out figure out who you want to get healthy. Figure out what what do you think this rotation's gonna like. Let's get some good Sevy news. So, but uh, yeah, I mean Boston, it's it's done. Ah, you, you good? I'm good. It's a good release. Year uh, around a year ago today, it was it was low times. That was the arugula episode. Got a lot I'm of reviews over last year. Like people kept saying that to me. I was like, I don't care if we win this last game. Like we're fucking good. They're 15 games back. I was like, after last year, uh, last year's fucking over with. You got to have a short memory in this sport. I'm gone. I have no feelings. What we do this year has nothing to do with what happened last year, in my opinion. Let's just win this year. I'm over it. Yeah, and it's uh, I don't know. I mean, I get it. People people like seeing the parallels, especially the four game set and everything going on. Yada yada yada. 
So, yeah, man. Yaman. Yaman. All right, let's go to awards. Awards. You know who what? You know who awards? You know who awards are brought to you by this time, Jake? Who are awards brought to us by this time, Jim? They're brought to you by my friends at Black Barrel Media, and this is yep. uh, this is a, a real suggestion, Infamous America. But they have it's a it's a history podcast that I listen to all the time. They do like Legends of the Old West. If you guys don't know, I'm a history major and history nerd. They're doing this new season on the Black Sox scandal. And there's all this new information that they know about the Black Sox scandal because a camp in Klondike, Alaska, got sent newsreels of the World Series and like Mm -hmm. information and newspapers. And the people in Klondike, the way that they got rid of stuff was they just went and put it in ice. Like they just threw it in the lake and it froze. And a couple years ago, they found all this memorabilia and this film that's like perfectly good. And it had the World Series tapes on it. So this, uh, they're over at um, Black Barrel Media, they're doing it. So it's a podcast. Black Sox, the 1919 World, World Series scandal. Go check it out. There's a, uh, a short like teaser up right now. I'm telling you, it's, if you just have time to kill, they're, they're going to do a little mini-series on it. And it's good. And uh, we teamed up with them. They're going to kind of like give us some shout-outs. But I, I had reached out to them a while ago because I was like, hey, I love you guys. Like, let's team yeah. up. So. Go, go listen to that podcast after you listen to every podcast on John Boy Media. Cool. Cool. Awards. Awards. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. You get to go first, Jake. Right, because you're, you're a heathen? Am I saying that right? That's rude. Out of nowhere. Okay. Oh, my God. Jimmy, 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 can't you see? Oh, God, this is tough. This is tough, Jim. Who's your pride of the Yankees? I'm between two guys. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Jimmy, I am going to go with... You know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm going with your best friend's kid. I'm going with Glaber Torres, Jim. Wow. Uh, like you said in game one, the timing of that Grand Slam, and that sounds kind of obnoxious. Like, I get it. Like, uh, the timing of a Grand Slam is always pretty good. But seriously, to kick off this series and to to instantly go from down to the Paxton struggles, Boston's fighting for, for their lives, to 4-2, prepare the casket. Like, that's, that's what happened. And, Jim, dude, I've been getting lost in Glaber's baseball reference page and Jim this is all the sick stuff and I, I've started to send out some ornery tweets every time Glaber does something good because I, I can't even believe and I know a lot of the bad beat writers just did it for clicks but I can't even believe his name was being mentioned at the deadline even as like a joke Jimmy even as a joke he's 22 Jimmy, and he's, a pr- he's improving across the board. Jimmy, last year, 271 batting average, 340 on base, 820 OPS. This year, so far, 288 batting average. So we're up, okay, we're up like 17 points there. 354 on base, we're up 14 points there. 872 OPS, we're up 50-plus points there. Jimmy, he's 22. He's getting better. He's a middle infielder. Uh... Uh, so yeah, I I kind of hit my trigger that 
that even the the bad beat writers were using his name as clickbait. That will never happen again. Glaber Torres is a Yankee. Jimmy, in 123 games last year, he had 24 home runs. In 103 games this year, he now has 23 home runs. And guess what? He's going to get even better because he's only 22. So I'm I'm going to uh, Glaborius. Wow. Yeah, man. Glaber's awesome. And yes, nobody asked Cashman for Glaber. Right? I mean, nobody asked Cashman for Glaber in a trade. Like, I think it's a dramatic kind of made-up phrase sometimes with GMs, but that's literally hang up the phone. I'd bet money, and I don't have a lot of money, that not one GM asked Brian Cashman for Glaber in a serious tone. What if I I told you? I'd bet a a lot of money. It's just a lot of beat writers. There is a GM that... There was a GM that lived a train ride away that broke all the rules, Jim. He played by his own rules. Yeah, is that all? Brody Van Wagenen totally asked for Glaber Torres. So no. you, owe us, you owe us money. Brody GM is even isn't that dumb. Even he isn't that dumb. Wow. Nice words. <laughs> <laughs> It's the nicest thing I said about Brody in a long time. Nice words. Yeah, dude, Glaber's awesome. Three home runs in a series. Yeah, but he he only does it against Baltimore and Boston, dude. Like, get over it. It's so funny that it was a lot of Boston fans who said that. Yeah. Like, Boston fans were the only people that tweeted out, he only does it against Baltimore. Actually, and Yankee fans, just jerk Yankee fans that hate on everything. Yeah. And now he's just, like, good against everyone because he's played more people, you know? We played, like, yeah. 15 games against Baltimore by the time we hit our 50th game. So, sorry that some people racked up stats. It's kind of yeah. how the season goes. But, yeah, now he's done it against them. And they're just as bad as Baltimore. They're 16 out in the game in the loss column. They're in the same echelon. Like, if you're, like, divide the East – into two sections, good and bad. The Red Sox are in the bad section, Jake. It's the Rays and the Yankees, Ooh. and then there's three teams in the bad section. Jimmy Fire. Oh, that is not. That is a fact. That's how you do well, they're, it. Well, they're pitching, Jim, is what you need to say. They're hitting. I mean, their offense, do they still lead the AL in runs? I don't, just looking at the standings. Right. 16 back. Yeah. Jimmy Fire, man. I love it. It's not shit talking, if it's true. It's fire. It's shit talking. I love it. I love it out of you. My pride of the Yankees. Jim, do you have a pride of the Yankees this week? Yeah, my pride of the Yankees. And I looked at I looked at the notes here. Because I was like, okay. I, I don't know. I feel like he gets it a lot. And I was like, wait, actually, he might not get it ever because he should be getting it a lot. So I'm just yeah. doing it. It's DJ LeMahieu. Nice, man. That was my backup. Good job. Good job by us. Good job. By we us. normally do a really bad job with that. We normally like to try and find a little more obscure guys. Like right. I remember last season, Judge never got pride because it was like, well, Judge did Judge stuff, right? And that's kind of where it's been with DJ. He hasn't gotten pride since the Red Sox series before the break. That's too long. It's way too long to be nicknamed the Sale Killer. Yeah. 
and to live up to that and get two home runs when you're not even a home run hitter than have the quote, I like hitting home runs. It's fun. Yeah. I like to do bad things. It's fun. I like playing baseball. Thanks, DJ. Thanks. We can take that to the press? (laughs) That's good. (laughs) What else do you like? Whoa. Let's just stick to baseball, guys. Baseball, (laughs) chewing tobacco, and my wife. Yeah, he's got a baby now, too, so why don't you add that to the list? Don't be a jerk, Jake. I think he's still feeling out the baby. Whoa. Does the baby like dip? I don't know. It's a great question to ask when you have yeah. a friend that has a baby. Oh, yeah, I heard you just had a kid. Do you like yeah. it? <clears throat> Takes him back. Dip? Is your baby dipping yet? Um, yeah, Jim. He, he, was, he was my second pick for a reason. Uh, sale killer, MVP. And, Jim, we, I mean, the second half of that Red Sox series, he got hurt. And I, I know we're, you know, we kind of were like, oh, it's a road trip. It is what it is. Man, DJ LeMayhew, is, he's been the MVP of this team. And we, I, we're so blinded to injuries this year. Like, just the fact he was nicked up, we're like, that's a huge win, huh? But no, without that guy, this is a different team. And I know the, the broadcasts were giving Cora way too much love for it. But every time they ask Cora what's different this year between last year and the Yankees, he just goes, DJ LeMahieu. So, that guy's good. Hey, speaking of broadcasts, what did you think about Costas? I, I was in and out on Costas, so I, I didn't get the full package. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, a little underwhelming. I, not to be rude to, to Uncle Bob, but, I mean, he's Bob Costas. Like, you and I, actually, we, I, think, I think it was the pregame show. Our eyes, like, lit up. We're like, dude, Bobby Costas calling Yankees games? Like, so which, this is which game a, did you get? Did you get more of this Game is, 1 or Game 2? I watched more of Game 1. Dude, Game 2, you would have been losing, losing it. Yeah? He went full John Sterling. I heard, I heard some of that, and I saw you tweeting. So I loved him game one. I thought I was awesome. Okay. Game two, he lost his fucking mind. And it was Love like that. enjoyable. So Jake, he starts talking about this movie, this Ronald Reagan and Doris Day movie where Reagan played an athlete. Yep. And he was telling the entire plot to the movie. And Coney and Paulie are just silent because they're like, what, dude? Like, no one right. saw it. Like, no one knows what you, this yeah. isn't. No one knows what you're talking about, Bob. No one's seen this movie. It was very right. John Sterling-esque. They end it. I tweet out, like, what was he just talking about? Right. They come back. He got the plot wrong. Oh, my God. So he redid it with the yes. correct plot the whole time going, I think that's right. I think that's right. And again, Paulie and Coney were silent like, what? You just <laughs> Dude, did it again? Do not care less. It's uh, it's not available on home video, says Triton in the chat. Yeah. Like, he was like, yeah, no one's seen it. This isn't even out. And it was some scene where like Doris Day was packing his clothes and he was going to her and he was like, I always wondered how. And it was like, Bob, it was a very close game. I think they were like, 
Like, you know, this isn't national. Like, we get a little cozy with their audience because, you know, we've been with them all day. Like, just say, you know, you can do, you could go off the beaten trail here. You can, and then Bob just did that and was like, what? Yeah, I think my my spin on that is it's more baseball focused that Bob Costas came in. He's like, man, this is going to be cool. Baseball slows down a little. The traditional baseball is likes getting lost in the game a little bit. I, I know how I'm going to mix it up. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. I would have liked that, but. <laughs> You would have, you would have liked that. Um, yeah. yeah, it was wild. So I liked Bob game one. I, I, I don't want Bob all the time because he's got that big game voice to me. It's right. like, oh, this game's different. Not like your friendly, regular voice. But, yeah. All right. Anyway, back to the action. Tough series to give out a motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. Tough series to give out an MF for damn, man. I um, have one, and I think you're going to snake him. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm between a couple guys. You keep saying that. Um, yeah, before I was dreaming about it. Now, I'm, now it's real. Um, are you going to go chance? You're so soft. You're the softest guy I know. Um. Damn it, Jimmy. Damn it. I am going to... Oh, this is a little bit of a cop-out. Oh, can I do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Cameron Mabin. What? Yeah. For getting picked off? For for getting the outs? No, Jim. I'll tell you why. Because I had people tweeting at me saying Mabin's slumping. And that's that was like the worst thing I had going for me this series. So you're taking so, that out on Cameron? I'm sorry, man. You've you've done this before. You've you've blamed uh you know what what goes on in our lives. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh my! It's, this it, is like he's sucks. a friend of the program. He's my personal best him. friend. This is fucked up. I mean, it's not on him. It's on it's on the people. It's on the people. He had a tough series hitting wise a little bit. He's still just when he ends up around the ball, normally good. Um, yeah, the the one caught stealing thing, whatever. Uh, but yeah, just because I had, because I tweeted out, Jim, I was like, I had two base running gaffes. It's insane that we're going to be starting Talkman, Gardner, and Mabin in the outfield on most days because they can rest judge. You're going to DH him to try to keep him healthy, and you want to play those other guys defensively, anyways. So I tweeted that out like, this is insane that not only are they going to be playing, but Jim, we're confident in them. Cameron Mabin, Mike Talkman, or Brett Gardner come up in a big spot. I'm like excited. I think they're going to do a good thing. Uh, so the fact that I had to fend a couple people off that were like, dude, Mabin's coming back down the earth. It's like, get out of here. So it's really on those people, but sorry, Cam. Love you. Wow. wow. Mabin shouts out John Boy Media on the podcast, and Jake yeah. gives him motherfucker on ours. Oh, well, we're we're all geared up for your MF or kid. Mr. Wow. Tough Guy. The chat. Spike says, I don't like this move. Steve says, that's harsh. Curran says, don't do it, Jake. Well, let's Tri- hear yours. Triton before says, before, before wow. we overreact to mine, why don't we hear your MFR? Chance Adams. Soft. <coughs> Dude, Chance Adams. So soft. I don't know if people know this. His last five outings, his last four outings, he's given up soft. 11 earned runs. Like yeah, he's not soft. he's he's not good. So what did you expect from him? I just like either he's worse than Sessa now. 
Like he's oh yeah, Sessa's he's he's worse than Sessa. I don't know, man. Like, you talked for five minutes about how good Louis Sessa is. That's what I'm saying. And now Chance Adams is the guy. Like I don't want to see Chance come in. He's people still think of him as a kid with promise, and I don't think wow. it's there. Giving him the MF for man, that's sad. Yeah, it could go to soft Nestor. on you, soft on the Yankees organization. Oh, I change it to Nestor. Wow. Yeah, I actually change it because Nestor was the one that made Chance have to pitch. Nestor couldn't even go two innings. That's better. That's a better award. Yeah. You blaming Chance for not being good goes against everything you're about with Chance Adams. Yeah, he's not good. Yeah. Sorry about it. Yeah, man. Nestor only went two innings. Granted, I think it was a long time not pitching. Yeah. He he pitched on the 31st, but only threw two pitches. He had he hadn't thrown like a lot of pitches <laughs> since July 24th. So he he was like on a weird schedule. But we needed four innings, at least three plus from Nestor, and he couldn't give it to us and it's the first time and every everyone else in this series did rather well. So Nestor Cortez gets my motherfucker. All right. That's uh that's a little better than where you were. Yeah, well, uh, you should have given seen... it to, like, the Yankee fans who were chirping you. Instead, Cameron Mabin got it. Well, that would be a cop-out John Boy thing, and that's my fans and my brand can't really do that. That would be off-brand. You doing, the, like, a soft mf or award, I mean, that's par for the course. No. Everyone, everyone oh, is... No, everyone, no, you said no, that's okay. My DMs no. have been lighting up, like, dude, nice mf or harsh, good, tough, firm. I think you're misreading those. That was Glaber's dad. I hate you, MF. <laughs> <laughs> you're reading those wrong. What's your first award you're giving out? Jimmy, I, I've, I've got some news. We actually, uh, and people, again, be happy about this. We have a partner. Double double ad, Jim? God, we're, we're freaking corporate, man. Uh, no, the, we get, these we guys get no are. no money from my ad. It's just a shout out. Yeah, you're a yeah. I guess technically not an ad. You're just a fan of that. Um, yeah. This a, a company we part partnered with, Exit Speed Swing, Jim. You you saw Raldis Chapman hitting 102 on the gun, Jim. The old saying: the harder they throw, the harder it goes. And that's what this company's about. How about that Urshela home run tonight? What was that? 115 off the bat. 130. If you had to guess, one. 114.2. He he roped that. I think that was 429. I think Judges was 106 off the bat. Jim, exit speed. People are talking about that in baseball now. Off the bat. If you guys know any players, or if you are a player, or if you're me and Jim, I think we're going to start using the exit speed because everything we do, baseball-wise, has been really sad and pathetic lately. So I think we need to get a little exit speed going for us. Uh, pro athletes are using it. I saw our guy, Lord is Guriel. He's on their webpage. Go check them out. Exitspeedswing.com. They've got a promo code talking yanks, 20% off for a limited time. Go check them out. Like we said, even if you're not the player, tell the player, tell, tell them to look into it. They like our vibe. We like them. Anyone, if you're one of those people that's always saying, Hey, I want to support you guys. What can I do? Go check out these guys, exit swing, exitspeedswing.com. 
It's like something you put on your bat. Jake, can we get one of these? Do they test? We need to. Can we do it and then test and then yes. me versus you? Who's got the fastest swing? We'll do a video. Yeah. That's a, even even more promo. Yeah. Because you kind of have like an, a looping swing. I was told by a major league player that my swing reminded them of Jason Giambi. Your stance. Your stance. No, my swing. They said it was really chest heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So slow, I think. No, 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 no. They said you're basically Jason Giambi. Yeah. It was Greg Bird. It was Greg Bird. Where's Greg at? Is he coming up? Is he getting the call soon? No, he's not even doing a thing. What's Josh Tolley up? The two guys we hung out with, are they out of baseball right now? Kind of. Should we reach out to Bird? I don't know. Um, Regular old awards? Yeah, what's your first one? Is it the Exit Speed Developer Award? Is that how much you sold out? We should do stuff like that, right? No, my my brain doesn't work that much. Uh, Jim, all right. My first award. Yeah. My first award. You are making Dude, there's it a lot of options. This was a good series, man. Yep. I'm going to go with the El Duque Award. El Duque. El Duque. He used to be a pitcher for the Yanks, Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big fan. And Jim El Duque? Yep. You trusted El Duque in a big game. Yep. Even old El Duque. Oh, Even yeah. when he was... He's a gamer. He, you, if you saw, he could have a terrible season, but if El Duque was in a playoff game, you're like, all right, we got this. Jim, someone who I'm confident in, I'm, I'm doubling down from the start of the season. He gave me the weird hip thing. thing. Domingo Herman. Domingo, what, the last two starts were against Boston? Am I dreaming that? No. Um, Versailles. No, he won the he won the Sunday night game. He's gone against Sale twice now. And Jim, trade deadline came and went. Yes, Brian Cashman wants to do a lot of bullpen and stuff, and we're gonna. Jim Domingo Herman's gonna start bullpen gonna start playoff games. Excuse me. Excuse yourself. Thank you. I believe in him, Jim. So Ming, Ming, Mingo's been my guy this year. I'm I'm bought in. I'm all in. So there was some interesting stuff in the post game with Domingo's start. They asked Boone about an innings limit, and they were like, "Yeah." And Boone was like, "Yeah, we've talked about it. We don't know what it is." Like, and then Boone knew like he just hit one. He just hit one hundred or whatever. You know, it, it was like they think it's going to be. Or Curry was saying he thinks it's probably around one sixty. Probably got eight starts left, which which leaves you with around if he goes six innings every start, leaves you around ten innings for the playoffs so that doesn't seem smart to do that yeah so they're gonna have to do something they could have taken him out after six in that game versus boston but they left him in for the seventh so maybe they're not that worried the other interesting note was domingo herman said they hadn't talked to him at all about it and the other interesting note was when boone was asked like do you think herman's gonna be part of the playoffs he, his eyes lit up he was like oh oh definitely so yeah. So they got it locked in. They got to have some sort of plans, I would guess. We'll see what they are. But, yeah, Herman's good. I mean, 
coming. I'm coming more and more and more. The start uh, last Sunday wasn't really a good start, but I thought it was gutsy, and I liked that. This was he was just sitting people down again. Yeah, I mean that was gutsy, and we we needed that so bad, Jim. His changeup um, was crazy in this start, which you, we're rarely talking about. His changeup as like wow. Yeah, the 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 third pitch, the changeup is there. Which if he can trust that in any count, um, he can even take things to another level. And Jim, I think what you're gonna see is in, you know, maybe later August and September, Domingo days might turn into four inning starts even if he's throwing well it might be mingo and sessa days or something like that um i I think they're going to try to limit him that way and then maybe even start building him up for the playoffs a little bit again so uh we'll we'll see how that plays out but man there's no reason to not trust uh domingo herman i mean if you want to butter knife the hip stuff out his only bad start is the minnesota series which we're kind of throwing that out anyway so i won't do the whole thing but you you can trust mingo man Trust Mingo. You know who else you can trust? Who else Ocho- can you trust, Jim? Ocho Cinco. Chad. Chad. Just uh Chad Johnson tweet from a couple seconds ago. Did anyone he did anyone see the video voiceover of the Reds Pirates Brawl by John Boy Media on YouTube? I've been in tears laughing for the past forty minutes. Fucking hilarious. So, so welcome you and Chad Johnson, our friend. Welcome, Chad Johnson, to the circle of trust. Wow. Cuts to Jake giving Chad Johnson the motherfucker next next episode. Cuts to you trying to. Never mind. Wow, never mind. Herman, good stuff. My first award, Jake, is the get off his goddamn back. Award. Get off his goddamn back. It's you in a fight. No. There's no subtleties here. There's no guessing game. It's Aaron Judge. Oh. Can this fan base just fucking get off Aaron Judge's back? You're going to war, man. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible how much nonsense gets spewed because he had a slump for one series versus the Red Sox. He went one for 19 in the four games in Fenway, and that's his slump. There it is. Has he looked a little different this series? Kind of. Not even really towards the end. Maybe one of those Arizona games. Everyone is just searching Searching. When he hit 50 home runs, people said he's home run or bust. Needs to cut down on the strikeouts. Now he's got a little less home runs. The batting average is way up. The on-base percentage is way up. He's, he's coming off a major oblique injury that usually requires humans to have surgery, grade three oblique strain. He didn't have surgery. He's playing through it. And his numbers are still fantastic. Yeah. And yet I have people treating all the time about how like man i wish we got old judge back man this this isn't judge if he's not 100% won't they just sit him he had a 440 on base percentage in these four games he had a hit in every single game since re- since returning from injury his numbers are insane since returning from injury 
So with the not pulling the ball, he has a 281 batting average, a 400 on base percentage, and an 867 OPS with a 470 slugging. On the season, he's got a 284 batting average, a 401 on base percentage, a 488 slugging, and an 888 OPS. Get off his back. He's also throwing dudes out in the outfield still, making diving catches still, being a leader of the team still. The scrutiny's bizarre, and I hate it, and I'm sick of it, and I'll fight you, Jake, if you don't take my side here. He's tall. Yeah, he's tall. Very tall. He's big. Yeah, man. It's uh, And, Jim, you know what I'm uh, not, not to Connor McGregor or Peacock around a little bit. I think Judge is going to make that a non-argument pretty soon, maybe even this Orioles series. Because I actually, and, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe when Brian Hoke's book comes out in 20 years, he'll prove it wrong. But I, I think he's, I think he's healthier than you think he's healthy. Like, he's he's been going at it every day for a while. He's been given hacks. His approach is just to go to the opposite field. It's very clear. And well, did I, you I hear... Think, did you hear today? Like, I think the home. I think the homers are going to come. Did you hear A Rod say that he he thinks there's no way he's swinging the same as a healthy judge? Yeah. And every and Beltron and like every ex player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think there's been a lot of people that say, you know, that's. How I it's think gonna he's going to go. shut those people up. Very not not the people reporting that. I think he's. I think he's about to get hot, man. That's kind of the stance I'm going on, like power and everything. I, I think, but that, I think but, those arguments are going to look dumb in like a week. No, that would. I mean, he. I, I'm not saying he's not going to be have this for the rest of the season. I'm saying like as he progresses and plays more and more, he's getting farther away from the injury. He's going to start ramping it up slowly. And right now he came back from injury and was like, I'm not going to test this as much as I would normally test this. Yeah, maybe I, I, I think Jim, kind of like you're saying, he's still playing good baseball. I, I just think there's he's a couple he's a good week away from having the Aaron Judge like one dot OPS numbers people expect. And I think that week is about to happen. Yeah. Well, do you think that he's going to start pulling the ball? Uh, I mean, he's going to pull one eventually, but it's just not his approach. He, I mean, look at what the Yankees team does. It's why they got DJ LeMahieu. It's why DJ LeMahieu has his career high in home runs. It's why they got Luke Voigt. All of their righty power hitters, they want to go to right field. Yeah. And I, I, I think Aaron Judge is playing Aaron Judge baseball. He's essentially played two months, 56 games. So, again, and he's a week away from having his normal, what, it, what people would expect his Aaron Judge stats to be, and I think that's literally about to happen. Holy shit. Have we been going for an hour and a half? Uh, no. Hour, hour 25. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Correction. <laughs> we'll cor finish at an hour and a half. <laughs> I have 125 on my screen as well. I just yeah. round it up a little. Well, four game set okay, versus the so Red Sox. Shit, I hope you guys don't mind the longer episodes. Jake, what's your next award? Sorry, sorry for correcting you. Uh, Jim, my, my next award goes to General Custer. General Custard? Well, yeah, it doesn't go to General Custer. It's the General Custer Award, I guess. General Custer. Okay. Who's, uh, 
who's a dunce killing Indians. Ooh. Thanks. Okay, we go to Cleveland in a little bit. Battle of okay. Little Bighorn. Gonna okay. um, have a big mustache. Slaughter some Native Americans. Act like you're a hero. Wow, this is good. this is crazy. Who are you giving it? This to? is a crazy award, Jim. I I was trying to think of a war reference, and you really ran with it. And Jim, know who's going to be a big war guy by the end of this season? Like, know who we're going to have a lot of tweets about this off season that their war was better than a lot of players? Brett Gardner, Mike Talkman, Jim. He's getting up there, Mikey. Mikey T, depending wh- where you get war from, and I know we have a couple listeners. Our guy Boobach <laughs> kind of hate came out with a hate fest on war the other day. War, if you're not that familiar, it's an all-around kind of measurement to to judge players. It's just one measurement. People don't live or die by it. Talkman has like a 2.3 war this year, Jimmy, and he's played in 57 games. Jim, in the next couple months, he's probably going to get close to that many games. Uh, if he stays healthy, all the opportunity is there for him to play like 100 games this season. And I'm telling you, if Mike Talkman finishes with a four-plus war after playing 100 games this year, there's going to be so many talk. Maybe the, maybe the tweets will be by me, to be honest, but Talkman was better than this guy, and there will be all sorts of Talkman trade rumor season because, you know, he projected for a, for a six-war season and stuff like that. So Mike Talkman is, is the new war guy, ironically, might be replacing our other war guy, Aaron Hicks. Yeah. Uh, Brett Gardner currently has he's top 10 in AL outfielders for war yeah. this season and he is 11th in the MLB yeah. Gardy judge and talk are all top 20 in the MLB. I think even top 16, if you want to do that, which I'm yeah. guessing a lot of people, a don't care about war and a lot of people B don't look up war, but then they hear something. They're like, Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see Mikey Talkman with the eye black after the shower? Oh Yeah. That cracked me up. Ultimate Warrior, man. Uh, I love Mike Talkman. He's he's now he's almost he got too comfortable in his own skin. He's a he's folk talk, hero. He's talking to everyone, dude. I saw I saw him talking to like Bravik the other day, and like I think Bravik was looking around at the guys like, what? <laughs> this is this is how this goes down. I love Mikey T, dude. At the plate, he's a monster. And uh, Jim, I mean, you you know, Brett Gardner, what I'm looking at right now, Talkman has a 2-2, Gardy has a 2-7, so he's got him by half half a war point. But Jimmy, Gardy's played in 96 games, Talkman's played in 56. He's got like a, a, a month more, a, like a third more of a season than Talkman going right now. So it's, uh, it's nuts. Got him for Philip Deal right before the season, people. I, uh, I can't wait till we have... The ability to reach out to players in an easier way. Yeah. An office and not Denver and Lavalette, New Jersey. I'd sure. love to just fucking be able to reach out to Talkman and be like, hey, man. And that's all I'd say. I'd be so nervous. Well, I, Jim, I, I think those moments are coming sooner than you think. And I think uh, I, I think me and Mikey T, I think, I think we could figure things out. 
I Talkman fucking hilarious. I was just scrubbing through my Talkman gifts on my computer and dying laughing and getting fired up at the same time. And dude, isn't it so funny looking back now that he is kind of this like football playing, talkative meathead, like wants to be doing everything? Picture how no, dude, sad he's not really the f- a meathead. He's like an intellectual. Right, right, right. He's like he's our buddy Rob. He's like we have a friend who's a meathead pharmacist who like know what they, know what it is, Jim. They do everything like a hundred and twenty percent. And yeah, that's, yeah, like that's he watches Game of Thrones at one twenty percent. Exactly. He can't turn that off. So, Jim, picture he comes over to the Yankees and he wants to be that 120% guy. He's not playing all the time. Nobody wants to be friends with him because of the whole Tyler Wade thing. He was just like a caged puppy dog for a little bit, and now he's out, and it's the Mikey T show. I was thinking about him playing in this Red Sox series, and when he got that big hit to break, break open the game in the seventh inning, it's like this dude was playing in AAA last year in front of no one. With no hopes of a future. Well, Albuquerque actually packs the house down there, so. Isn't that wild? Yeah, man. It, uh, Dude, uh, I mean, we kind of did it with Luke Voigt last year, and maybe that's why we're not giving it enough attention, but these were kind of older guys, like 27 in AAA, thinking if we go another year without getting called up, like that might be it. Like our time might be up. And it's it's crazy. They they have giant roles on the Yankees now, and it's it's mind blowing when you think of the teams that have other restrictions, the the Tampa Bay's, the Oakland. And then I shouldn't be sending shots at them because those teams are actually re- really well run. How about the Tigers? You have you have a worse record than the Marlins. Uh, you have you have the worst record in baseball. You're in Detroit, which is a big baseball town, and you're not trying to figure out how we should get some Mike Talkmans and Luke Voits on our team. I don't know. Tune in to Talking Baseball tomorrow for more of that talk. Yeah, I gotta do some research. It's fucking late. We're going. It's two a.m. We went so long on this stupid episode. Well, let's wrap it up. You got a final award? Yeah. Drippity droopity, drippity droopity award. Thank you. The, the is it drip- to me? The Drippity Droopity Award. Okay. Figure it out. I'm good. We got to wrap it up. <laughs> Araldus Chapman. Nice, man. Good award. His chin dripping, drooping. Yeah. Plop, 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 plop. Bad July. I think he blew three saves out of seven chances. Two for two in August so far. That's fantastic. Need him to be right. Hitting 102 on the gun in his second outing. In his first outing, through the nastiest slider he's ever thrown. Not ever thrown, but yeah. spotted slider. One of the nastiest, perfectly placed sliders he's thrown this season. I-M-O. I want him to be chappies in. I never really lost faith because all closers right. go through these spells and all that stuff. But two good outings in a row versus Boston at home. It's good to see. I enjoyed it. I'm happy with it. Drippity Droopy Award is firmly in Araldus's hands. Quickly, Jake, there's so many guys that needed to get mentioned and that didn't. You said, Can Higgy. I comment on your award real quick? Yeah, what do you think about it? It was a great award. Araldus was my backup pick for the award. And Jim, I think the best way to label it is if Araldus had another bad series, that would be the biggest complaint in Yankee Land. And it's with basically one slider and one fastball, it's gone. Yep. Drippity Droopity. Drippity Droopity. I wanted to mention Higgy. He's been nice. I'm happy they're splitting time because Romine's also good. And by splitting time, you get both good. I think you get more production as a whole when they split. 
instead yeah. of just playing just one. I think either if you play them all the time, they get kind of uh, exposed. Yeah. So I'm happy with the way they're doing that. But Gary should be back by this weekend in Toronto. That's nice to know. Uh, Gio Urshela didn't get any love, really, for awards, but definitely Insane. deserved some. There was a lot. Talkman had big hits. He got an award. And um, I guess that's all I really got. Canely's awesome. We, didn't, we haven't said much about Paxton. Good start. Good start. He has one more of these. And you could really look at his game logs and be like, dude, he's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But it's not it's not what you say or what you do, Jake. It's yeah. how you make them feel. Wow. Bob Costas. It's a Bob Costas quote. It's good. I got pink eye a couple times, so me and Bob are friends. Which reminds me, Jim, we are six reviews away. All right. That was talking to Yanks. Thank you very much. Six reviews away, people. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.